sunny, warm Florida to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Thank you for listening, and we do have an attitude of gratitude for all of our listeners to this podcast, all of those that listen on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Blueberry. And if you haven't tried Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, please give it a try. They have great audio quality. And we're also on Google Play. Just type in Dr. D.R. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. We are in our 238th podcast, ladies and gentlemen, 238 of them, all cataloged on most uh, uh, podcasting sites. Well, we do have an attitude of gratitude because we know that grateful people are happier, they are less depressed, they are less stressed, and they are more satisfied with their lives and their social relationships. That being said, before we get on with the program, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great year here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. And ladies and gentlemen, between the three of us, uh, we have over 150 years of medical experience, and we're still living to talk about it. We don't get the flu shot, and we're going to talk about that today. Uh, but we're going to have a, we're going to talk about where we have been and the great guests that we have planned for the new year. But before we do that, let's say hello to Dr. Jerry. Good afternoon, Dr. Jerry. It's 57 degrees up here in the north, and we did have sunshine today. I didn't even wear a coat when I went out to lunch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, my father just came down back from Philly on Sunday. He couldn't wait to get back to sunny Florida. <laughs> He's 101 now, you know, so he, he enjoyed he enjoyed the trip, but he had enough of it. I'm sure. And, anyway, it's good and, to be on board, and uh, we have a great show for today, and I look forward to the new year. I, I think... Um, you know, the, the demographics is showing that our audience is waking up and telling their friends, you know, the wonderful information that we're sharing with them. To Actually, it's a cheap insurance policy that we're, we're giving out. Exactly, because we're giving out real health insurance, not the health insurance that pays only when you get sick. So that's a great way to put it, Dr. Jerry. And Dr. Dan, good afternoon, sir. I know you have been uh, busy, uh, haven't been able to talk to you for a while, but how are you today? You haven't been here. How could I talk to you, Dr. Ron? Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing Is great. You know what? Speak, it's, it's, it's good to be back. It's always good to, to, to say hello to your pillow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been on a vacation for 11 days and really had a chance to... Uh, uh, look over a lot of information, where we've been, where we're going, and, and just so many topics for today. Uh, you know, it's one of those duct tape days. But, Dr. Dan, I've been fine, doing good. Good, good. Uh, glad to be back in Florida. Yeah, and I want to say one thing to Dr. Jerry. Uh, what's the temperature there, uh, Jerry? It was 57 today. Uh, it's only 82 That's like a heat wave for us. <laughs> 82, and I'm a little cold. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I I'll send like you my up. my down coat. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you know I'm from up there and I miss it, so that's okay. I still miss it up there. So 57 is good. Look, they don't sell pat steaks down in Florida, so don't give me any trouble. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My wife got a steak the other day, and I tasted it. There are no pat steaks. There are no Genos. There are no uh, whatever the other names are. They don't, they don't make them anywhere else like they do in Philly. So well, let's let's just remember, the, yeah, tasty the old forty one diner here. He flies in Amoroso rolls every day. That's right. They're the best. Yep. <laughs> you get Amoroso rolls? Yes, we do. We get and the, and the fella he, he originally was from Ninth and Christian. Then he moved to Springfield. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And now he's here in Philly. I mean, in, in Florida. Florida. Get out of here. You have to give me that address when I get down there because we don't have any Amoroso rolls up here in my area, and that's not good. Yeah, make sure you have a big freezer, Dr. Dan. 
<laughs> oh, we have two refrigerators. That's good, isn't it? No, it's the freezers because the refrigerator will eventually get stale, but the freezers they'll hold for good six months. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the way to that's the way to tell them, Jerry. Very good. Well, let, let, Thank let, you. let, let me go over a list of topics that I don't know when we'll ever get to them. But just recently now, the FDA is banning triclosan. You know, but of course it doesn't take effect for a couple couple more years. We have to talk about canola oil. There was a great study on canola oil out of Temple University in Philadelphia. A horrible oil. We've talked about it. Uh, cortisone shots and avascular necrosis. Acid-blocking drugs. Deadly as smoking. Okay? Fluoride in baby water. Blood pressure drugs that are, that are kill you. Hydrochlorothiazide is a, is a cause of skin cancer. Just think of that, ladies and gentlemen, HCTZ. And, of course, big pharmaceuticals control over, over the news, uh, the vaccine scandals that have been going on, uh, and something that we started with Dr. Jerry uh, a year and a half or so ago, Dr. Jerry, I think we talked about ELF or EMF. EMF. And how, that, yeah, how that's zapping us, and, and nobody is really taking it serious. And, of course, multiple drug interactions. Uh, so these are all things, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've got to talk about, but we're going to keep it short in the coming uh, show so you can ha- think about it and act on it. Okay. Well, Dr. Uh, uh, Ron, i gotta, I got to share this with you. We had our Christmas party today, and we have a new employee, and she's wonderful, and she works for one of the chain chicken groups. Um, uh-huh. uh, anyway, so I said, well, you know, what kind of oils do they use to fry their chicken? And their French fries was oh they use canola oil to fry their French fries. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. Wow, you know some some restaurants actually uh, here in, in, in Southwest Florida they advertise we don't use uh, whatever we use canola oil. <laughs> I mean it's crazy. But yeah, they, they, they be better off if they use Mobile One, the synthetic, it'll last longer. <laughs> well, canola is Mobile One. <laughs> it's the same thing. Put it in your but car. You know, yeah, exactly. Gosh. Well, Temple University, Philadelphia University. Well, yeah, that guy canola Percy. oil will increase your chance of getting Alzheimer's. How about that? Nice. Yeah, you won't you won't care about eating the good French fries, right? That's right. <laughs> and when you hear the doctor that headed this study up, Doctor Jerry, Doctor okay. Domenico Pradico, he's the director oh. of the Alzheimer's Center and the Lewis Italiano. School of Medicine. Yeah. So he a long study. I mean, it's a great study, it, but you don't hear about it on the news, do you? Did they yeah, hear about that on ABC or CBS? Yeah, it they advertise the canola oil on a lot of stations as being good for you. Well, the American Heart Association loves it. That's they why love it on they're, television. Ooh, that's why they're canola oil. Years old and just had a heart attack. Yeah, right. Well, it it increases business. That's why they love it. Well, that's <laughs> the bottom line, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So uh, Temple's in on it. They're doing, planning on doing a lot more research. Uh, uh, on that and corn oil and animal fats, but please, ladies and gentlemen, says uh, yeah, we're just going along here as we go. Uh, what you got to know right now? Say no to all forms of canola oil and say yes to extra virgin olive oil and organic coconut oils, both of which are healthy fats and good for your brain. Okay. Well, right? yeah, yeah, Doctor Ron, when you look at the ingredients on your your uh, fast foods, the quick foods, you know, the snack foods. It's cottonseed oil, it's canola oil, it's corn oil. And uh, this is what's not only fattening the people, but it's causing rancidity in the liver. And, uh, you know, this is why they're running into so many health issues today. And, and they, you know, the doctors aren't aware of it. And, they're, and most people aren't aware of these issues. And they just, you know, buy the snack because they like the way it tastes. Yep. Well, you know what? Since we're on this, Dr. Jerry, and you hit the nail on the head with about the money, in the past 11 months, this is mind-boggling, pharmaceutical companies have spent a stunning $3.2 billion on TV ads. $3.2 billion. $3.2 billion. Wow. 
And that, and and everybody, you know, we've talked about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's you know, and his he he's into vaccines and the toxic mercury in vaccines, and no, he's not getting any medical coverage, just as like we aren't. And he said uh, he talked to Roger Ailes, the CEO of Fox. I don't know if he's still there or not. This is an old quote from a year ago. He said, uh, "I just want to be on one of your shows. Nobody will allow me to talk about this or debate me." And Roger Ailes said to him, I can't allow you on any of them. I'd have to fire any of my hosts that allowed you on my station because, he said, quote, my news division gets up to 70% of its advertising revenues during non-election years for pharmaceutical companies. And that's like Dr. Jerry said, that's control, ladies and gentlemen. That is control. Did anyone see 60 Minutes this weekend? No. No. I did. I'm sure there are people that did, but I didn't. All right, uh, you can still get it on demand. Look up the uh, 20-minute section they did on opioids and the company that's involved with it. It is amazing what they, the power they have over the government. More powerful than the government. Well, Dr. Dan, you know, the interesting thing is when you eat the canola oil, the cottonseed oil, and, um, you know, the corn oil, it's omega-6 fatty acids, which enhance inflammation and pain. Right. Not good. We we want the omega-3s, right, Jerry? Omega-3s and 9s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we want, ladies and gentlemen. And who doesn't have inflammation today? Who doesn't have some kind of itis, fibrositis, arthritis, tendonitis? Everybody's got itis, and that I, when you hear the word, the suffix itis, signifies inflammation. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we, you know, the three of us have talked about this for a year now, and I know some of you are listening, and I know I've gotten some great uh, feedback about cannabinoids and, and how how you're doing well with them. But remember, that's only part of a lifestyle. Okay, so you need a lifestyle, not just rely on any one supplement. Would anybody disagree with that? Nope. Nope. Agree. Well, okay, my dad's in his 101st year, never had a flu shot. He doesn't take any medication. He does take vitamin D because he doesn't get out as much anymore, along with vitamin K2 and a multivitamin and uh, a lutein for uh, for his eyes. And uh, he has 20-30 vision without glasses. Really? So, yeah. And and I've seen him personally, and he looks younger than I do. He's a tremendous guy. I hate to tell you, Dr. Dean, it's because you've been married for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, in married years, yeah, it's seven to one, Dr. Dan. <laughs> right. Like they a say married, married people live live longer. Keep that in mind, right? Yeah, but they look As long as your wife bad. doesn't have a gun, right? As long as your wife doesn't have a gun. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Uh, Dr. Dr. Jerry, can we talk a little bit about flu, the flu shot? Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, again, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to go through through topics, and and then we'll talk about what we have in store for next year. But, you know, what, I, I had my – I go for a physical every two years. I had one this morning. And, uh, of course, the nurse asked me, have you had your flu shot? I said, no, I don't take them. I said, in fact, this year's is worthless. She said, I know, but we are forced to take it. Wow. Forced to take it in order to keep her job, and that that that's what's going on. But the American Nursing Association, uh, especially the Minnesota Nurses Association, that they're going to be filing grievances to to win back jobs and wages for refusing to take this shot because a the shot doesn't work. We've told you how it has aluminum, thimerosal, formaldehyde, and that it the, the virus mutates in the egg cultures. That it's grown in, so when it comes out, it's never not the same virus that went into those eight cultures. So the the nurses association now are saying, you know, don't roll your sleeves up, roll them down, and don't put your your health or your lives in danger just to up the pharmaceutical company's bottom line. So that being said, it's really interesting that the CDC admits that the flu shot is only going to be 10% or less effective. And how do they come up with that? Because they rely on Australia, okay, because Australia is is opposite us, okay? They're in a different hemisphere. 
And that's what is happening in Australia, the same uh, H3N2 virus, okay? They're having no results from the vaccine, low vaccine effectiveness against this virus. So there's no reason to not expect it here. And even Dr. Fauci right, says that in a, in a statement on CDC, which, again, as Dr. Jerry says, it's a private company, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, what, what's just mind-boggling how, how, how much they are owned by the pharmaceutical companies even though the vaccine is worthless, they're still recommending. Yeah, hey, you might as well get one because it may prevent something else. I, I, well, Doctor you know, Ron, just as a, an aside, for those audience uh, participants that are healthcare workers, um, one of my patients, who is a medical doctor up in the New York area, in Manhattan, she basically, when it came time to get the flu shot, she said she had an adverse reaction. And um, that was the end of that. They, she didn't get it. Uh, I mean, if, it, if that's what it takes, because it does cause Guillain-Barre syndrome, where, you, where the virus attacks your own nervous system. So, uh, yeah, well, that, that was, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, simple. I never took well, a flu shot when I was practicing and never got the flu. But I took flu shots after I retired. That's because you stopped practicing. Right, yeah. exactly, <laughs> because when you practice, you learn more, you get better at it. Exactly. And my my wife got sick when she took the flu shot, and I got a Bell's-type palsy, I mentioned this before in the program, on the left side of my face. And You're lucky. And they me and did all kinds of stuff, and my family doctor said at the time, back in Pennsylvania, by the way, don't take any more flu shots, no more, that's it, and I haven't well. since then. But, but you know, there has to be someone to take charge of this because even in our uh, country uh, uh, of origin of our parents, Italy parents can be fined for not vaccinating their children starting in 2018. Is that right. just mind-boggling? Oh, wow, really? Yeah, even in a yeah, socialistic country. Uh, because of well, well, the bottom line, Dr. Dan, the bottom right. line. Bottom yeah, I mean, line it's, it's criminal. Like, I... I volunteer over in Italy. In fact, I'm going over in January, uh, and it's criminal because some of these kids got damaged from the vaccines, and they're going to force them to get the new vaccines, the yeah, childhood, because go. I work with the children. Yeah, I mean, that that's lunacy. Well, you know, so, so you're right. So let's have an action item on that. Uh, I would my, well, my action item would be, you know, get your vitamin D optimized. Okay, right. make sure you... You, you you take a lot of that because a lot of the deaths from flu are not really flu because the CDC lumps flu and pneumonia in the same category. So, you know, a flu, even the CDC, if you read their website right now, go to cdc.gov, you'll see that uh, flu victims get better in three to seven days, okay? The ones that don't may have other problems or they, if they get pneumonia, okay, that's a secondary uh, phenomenon, but that's what kills them. Uh, but they have low vitamin D levels because low vitamin D levels is a is a causative factor for pneumonia. So sensible sun, expo- sun exposure. What else you got for us, Dr. Jerry? For well, flu, you know, taking aspirin. Yourself. Yeah, well, taking aspirin for any aches and pains while you have the virus actually will help spread the virus and make it worse. So you're going to suffer longer and not really reap any uh, reap any benefits from taking aspirin. And the other uh, lunacy of the whole thing, you have thimerosal. I know one of my patients told me some years ago, his um, grandfather went in, got a flu shot, and he couldn't even walk out. He was, like, basically paralyzed. And it's because of the thimerosal. And I think that the thimerosal is at a higher level in the flu shots than the regular vaccines. And that's mercury. <clears throat> and the other yeah. joke is, I mean, you got to stop and start thinking. Viruses mutate thousands of times probably, you know, in a day, maybe even more. And if they're making a vaccine up six months in advance, not only do they not know what the heck is coming down the pike, but the the mutations are going to be so great that the vaccine is going to be worthless. And that's the problem because they're they're basically pulling the the, the vaccine or the viruses out of the hat, what they're going to make the the, uh, the batch from. And, and plus it's mutating, so by the time you get the vaccine – you must inject sterile water, be healthier. They know now that the virus mutates in the culture. So if they put right. virus one in there, when it comes out of the culture, it's virus two already. 
All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about this innumerable times. I'm going to hit you on the head again with it. But avoid sugar and processed foods. Okay. And we've talked yeah, about this. The, is, yeah, right? basically, Doctor Ron, a four ounce candy bar, okay, and you know, what's the flu season? It's Halloween to New Year's. Four ounces of a candy bar lowers your calcium level for six days, documented in 1947 by Harold Lee Snow, <clears throat> excuse me, a medical doctor. So lowering your calcium level lowers your immune system, plus taking all that sugar increases insulin, which increases systemic inflammation. It's a prescription for illness. There you go. And what else increases insulin? How about the stress of the holidays that everybody puts themselves under? It can oh. become overwhelming, and then you don't get a good night's sleep. And then if you don't get a good night quality sleep, your body is fatigued and gets inflamed. I mean, it's, And how about it's the not, alcohol that dehydrates your cells, which then you enhances go. the virus from replicating in your cells? All right. Well, I, you know, uh, I, I agree with all this. I agree with washing your hands, not with thimerous, uh, not with the triclosan. <laughs> Okay, not with antibacterial soaps, just good soap, toxin-free soap and warm water, please. And natural immune boosters. I, I would throw in there colloidal silver, oil of oregano, and garlic. What else have we got? Oh, you got colostrum. You have vitamin C. Yep. You have uh, Coriolis. Um, you know, Ginger is a good natural antifluid. Curcumin, absolutely. Yeah, curcumin, absolutely. And, and the other interesting one, there's that new one on the block called Carbon 60. It basically is in olive oil, and it it basically breaks down the free radicals in the body. And the reason why I got so excited about it, the fellow who developed it, and I, to be honest, I can't remember his name, but he was telling the story on the interview on uh, YouTube. His 92-year-old mother had dementia, and after about six months of taking this remedy, actually he developed it, his mother passed her driving test at 92 and got full faculty back. Right. So oh. there, there, are, there, are, there, are, there are supplements out there, ladies and gentlemen. There are supplements. We'll talk more about, the, uh, about, silver, uh, about charcoal because I, I've had some great experiences with that myself in the past three months. But we'll, <laughs> that, we'll talk about it. But you know what? Over the holidays, if you have a free minute, Google Google activated charcoal. Google charcoal sixty, and we'll talk about that next year. And I have a last but not least one: avoid hospitals. They're the prime greedy ground for infections of all kinds. Please. I won't even walk into one if I don't have to. There you go. Yeah, it's just especially on the weekends you don't want to go there because they have the the second string is in there. I I gave my I won't go within a hundred feet. <laughs> it's like the guy that was wheeled out on the gurney and he had a, a big bouquet of flowers. He says, "I just came in to deliver these." <laughs> <laughs> he ended up on the gurney. You got it. <laughs> All right. I want the, I, the I, other I, night. My I, right eye was bothering me. I don't know. I was getting a little concerned. My wife says, "Wait a minute." She goes in the bedroom. She comes back with a, a squirter of silver and sprays me right in the eye. Guess what? Gone. Cured yeah, we, immediately. Yeah, we've used it for conjunctivitis also with great results. We've well, thank it God it wasn't conjunctivitis. or I think it would have persisted. But gone. the feeling in my eye got better immediately. Hey, so can you get rid of a wife if you spray her? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta if I spray her, her like I'm out the door. You gotta be like Jeannie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's go to another topic, uh, and then we'll get on with something else. I, I think this is so important. Uh, I I was on a uh, vacation with another couple, and the, the gentleman said, "I can't wait to get home so I can get my knee operated on." I said, "Have you had prolotherapy? No. Have you had physical therapy? No. I just want to get it operated on so I can get better." All right. I don't know that all surgeons know this, but believe in me, any type of surgery is risky. And I don't want to scare you, but just, just listen to this study out of Switzerland. 2,000 patients underwent procedures such as knee, hip, gallbladder, and prostate surgery. They found that one in seven were suffering from silent heart damage triggered by those operations. Right? That means that all these patients had no, tell, no telltale signs of chest pains or other signs. 
And they all and what they found out is all it takes is there's a blood test to tell if your heart is in jeopardy. Okay? So they have a name for this. So, so this research has found that nearly 20% of patients, 20%, okay, 20 out of 100, will suffer, quote, unquote, heart injury from non-cardiac surgery with over 90% of those cases going unrecognized. Okay? Now, the mm. FDA has approved this, this troponin test, okay? But now they call it PMI, perioperative myocardial injury. It means myocardial injury occurring during the operation. It's subtle, but it is heart damage, and it can occur during or shortly after surgery. I just want to put this out there because you're not going to hear this any other place. You're hearing it here because uh, we, we, we read everything that comes across our desk and things that are sent to us, okay? PMI, perioperative myocardial injury, is detected by checking for a protein released into the blood after the heart is injured, and it's called troponin. Let me spell that for you. T-R-O-P-O-N-I-N, okay? Really important. You might want to have that test done before you have surgery, okay? Uh, Dr. Ron, are they attributing... Yeah. This protein as a result of a tissue injury that's then circulating yes. in the blood? Exactly. That's, that's what that's what troponin is. Uh, uh, it, it's released. And in fact, they do that. If you go into the emergency room with chest pain, they'll check a troponin level. If it's high, uh, you, know, you, get, right, you get put in a cardiac ward. So but basically, be- yeah, basically what I'm thinking is that the same thing is happening with concussion. You've got tissue injury in the brain. And then eventually you get the tall protein, which is probably the result of the injury. Exactly. And, and that's why And when we have Dr. Amalo, he has, his uh, nonprofit has developed a blood test that they're, they're, they are trying, they're testing now to see how valid it is for concussion, just, for, just based on what you just said. Yeah. Okay? So it does make sense. So how about even if you don't have an open wound, Let's say you get a, a whiplash injury, a car accident, a contusion, you're getting black and blue. There's micro-tearing and injury in the tissues. That's got to create this troponin compound no, to be released also. No, it just released from the heart. This this particular protein just comes from the heart. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, again, just based on this study out of Switzerland, 2,000 patients, close to 40% of the patients in that study who never had a heart attack with troponin levels 50 nanograms per liter or, or higher prior to surgery died the following year. Wow. Okay. Mm. So uh, pretty much the gold standard for detecting heart attack, this, this test, Dr. Jerry. Uh, the kind of subtle damage surgery uh, might cause your heart can only be found using a high-sensitivity troponin test. Uh, previously, you'd have to go to Europe. You have to go to Italy to, to get this test done. But the FDA has approved this high sensitivity version, and um, I can't tell everybody what to do. Uh, but that might—I would, if it's me and I needed a, a surgical procedure, I'd have that high sensitivity troponin test done before I, I, I submit to the surgery. Now, the, what, the, the what happens when you question. get a person who who can't take the pain anymore and the knee is so bad or whatever joint? Well, that's you very, but, but you know, you, you, everything's a risk benefit, Doctor Dan. You know, yeah, just Doctor Ron. I just wanted a clarification. So, they're saying that if you have a high troponin level prior to heart surgery, yes, oh no, any surgery. Are, any surgery, any surgery. Okay, so the, the troponin is coming from chronic inflammation, then, right? Of the heart. Yeah. Coming from the heart, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Exactly right. So that, that all, guess what? That all reverts back to periodontal disease, to dental infections, because in the 30s they were showing how the infections in the mouth ultimately will get into the heart and create problems. Mm-hmm. You can't say that. That's too simple. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> But they proved it back in the 30s. <laughs> well, I, I did, again, I bring this up because I, I, I want to just advise the people that are listening the, all over the world. We have listeners all over the world. Uh, I'm not making it up. You could, go, you could look this, this study up. It comes out of Switzerland. Uh, uh, 2,000 patients uh, undergoing surgery. But you're not, you don't hear this from your orthopedic surgeon. 
you don't hear this from your uh, cardiac interventionist before he puts a stent in or anything. Uh, if you have a problem afterwards, well, you know, he's going to blame it on something else. High sensitivity troponin test, a must. And let me just give uh, give this 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 uh, cardiovascular research is the to basil in Switzerland. Okay, that's where it comes out of. All right, I, I, what do you think about that? Any 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 other thoughts about troponin levels and and, and the perioperative? Myocardial injury. Yeah, basically, from my perspective, a lot of times when you get orthopedic surgery, they request that you get a thorough dental examination to make sure you have no abscesses or other infections in the mouth because that can affect the joint problems. But as far as cardiac, um, the same thing should hold true is that if you've got dental issues and they're not being addressed, you know, bleeding gums, uh, loose teeth, uh, bad breath. Um, you know, the bottom line is by by taking care of your dental issues, you're going to dramatically reduce your probability of having this high troponin levels. Yeah. I think it's good information that our listeners have, uh, Dr. Sherry and Dan. I think it's really important. What about the autoimmune situation? Uh, I know uh, someone uh, had a, a knee replacement. The knee replacement's great. But prior to the knee replacement, Rheumatoid arthritis and all these other autoimmune things were taken care of with natural substances. And after the surgery, the knee was great, but the natural substances no longer work. Now, could this knee surgery, could this have anything to do with troponin or any other substance that might be exuded at the time? Well, Dr. Dan, do you have what kind of, that? I, I think the important variable here is what kind of metal possibly that was used in the, in the replacement? Mm-hmm. And and see, like, for example, surgical stainless steel has nickel in it because uh, I've seen a number of patients where they have post-surgical inflammation and, and the doctors keep saying, oh, it takes a couple of years for it to heal up. That's nonsense. It, it's basically the, if there's nickel in the metal that they're embedding in the replacement, it causes mm-hmm. chronic inflammation and swelling and pain. Ah, okay. And the same thing with titanium. You can you don't have nickel in there, but it's forming a titanium oxide at the bone interface, and that is can be very dangerous also. So again, these are the items that your traditional orthopedic doctor they don't even know that they don't know, and they yeah. shrug their shoulders and put the patients on anti-inflammatory steroids or, you know, painkillers and that kind of business. Standard. Exactly example. what happened. Exactly what happened to this patient. Yeah. Yep. And that's that's more dangerous. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you do when you're caught in the middle of either I can't stand this anymore, I want the knee done, when a patient tells you that versus, well, I'm going to live with the knee and take the natural stuff to keep my autoimmune system under control. It's a tough. It's a tough decision. Tough well, here's well, the other problem, Doctor Dan. When you put a metal replacement in any part of your body, it acts as an antenna, drawing the yep. EMFs into that Good area, one. causing dehydration of the bone, which again sets up chronic inflammation. Good point. You might pick up all kinds of stuff from who knows where in this universe we have with all this stuff floating around. Absolutely. So when you have a compromised tissue, um, then you're prone for infections and rejection mm-hmm. and rejection mm-hmm. and inflammation. <coughs> the other thing is, Dr. Dan, uh, you know, again, as Dr. Sergio has said, you know, prolotherapy is something that a lot of people aren't trying because their orthopedic surgeons want to cut. They're called orthopedic surgeons for a reason. They want to cut. And uh, if someone says, well, you know, I want to try Perlo, they say, well, you do it at your own risk and blah, 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 and it doesn't work. But the, the point of the matter is prolotherapy does work. Uh, it, it's not, you know, uh, going to work overnight. In fact, uh, let me just – I was going to just talk about hydrochlorothiazide, uh, but I'll get back to that. I have an article uh, – let me see if I can pull it up – about shoulder surgery. It's just incredible, uh, you know uh, – what they they uh, compared uh, shoulder surgery with a with a placebo? It's really crazy. 
I'll let you guys talk about something while I find that study. Well, talking about drugs that cause cancer, um, there you it was go. interesting. Yeah, tamoxifen, okay, 500,000 women in the United States take tamoxifen, which supposedly cuts in half the chances of breast cancer reoccurrence. However, uh, used to treat you know some types of breast cancer in men and women, but you should understand that taking blood thinners, you know, such as warfarin, coumadin, uh, actually makes it worse. And oncologic side effects include uterine cancer, endometrial cancers, from taking the darn drug. So on one hand, you're supposed to be preventing breast cancer. On another hand, it's causing uterine cancer. I mean, mm. it's, just, it's just off the, off the wall, uh, non-logical thinking here. Um, Zoloft. Okay, breast cancer survivors risk having their disease come back if they're taking certain antidepressants while also taking the cancer prevention drug tamoxifen. So, you know, they're treating the depression. Well, heck, these drugs get into the thyroid. They suppress thyroid function. Then you get anxious, depressed, panic attacks, you know, insomnia, all this nonsense. So then they throw you on Zoloft, which then increases your chances of getting the breast cancer back. So it, it's just, it's lunacy. I call it um, uh, antiquated uh, medicine. It's obsolete. Uh, Abbott Enbro, you talk about the so-called autoimmune There, there you go. There's arthritis. rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, there's an there's a, a, a autoimmune drug. Yeah, and guess what? It has one of the side effects that causes cancer. Right, Exactly. And one of my patients who was taking the drug, it was, and it, plus it cost thirteen thousand five hundred dollars a year for a prescription or wow. medication. Wow! Yeah, and she oh, said yeah. to the, her husband couldn't even afford to retire because their uh, drug plan was covering it, and so he couldn't afford to to leave work. Sometimes they wow. cover it, and sometimes they don't, and sometimes they change it, and boom, there you go. You don't know what to do. Do you, That's do right. you buy food or do you buy medicine? You, you're stuck, and you could go broke. And, and well, I've seen this actually happen with family and friends and patients and so forth. By the way, the prolotherapy, um, I took someone in the family for prolotherapy. It works. It works. Um, no doubt about it. My wife had a 30% tear of a rotator cuff where an orthopedic surgeon would have went in there and said, let me, let me touch it up. Uh, six prolotherapy treatments, never missed a day of tennis, and she's healed. My, all right, it's my wife. She had it in her neck. It was taken care of by Dr. Nick, and and then the hurricane came, so we we couldn't get back. But the neck pain's gone. Is that amazing? Well, that's why we we you know we we have to keep talking about options. There's always options before you undergo the knife, unless it's an emergency situation, and we do have the best emergency care in the world. But other than that, if you have time, you you have to be the CEO of your body and your health care. And, as I, and I like what Dr. Jerry said at the beginning. This is your health care, ladies and gentlemen. This is your health care. Your, your insurance only pays for you to be when you're sick. But what you're doing now, this will uh, contribute to you staying healthy. Yeah, now, it's easier did, to prevent something than to treat it. Absolutely. And, and we also, be careful the, when you go to a doctor. If he has a knife in his hand, he might want to cut you. <laughs> or, or if he has, dead, he has dead, a new Mercedes... Plant. If he has you know a new Mercedes I'm... in the parking lot, be careful, too. <laughs> What's that? If he has a new Mercedes <laughs> in his parking lot, be careful. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, make sure you go where you're not going to have a knife used as the primary therapy. You want well, that to the, the knife, see, the knife is related to the Mercedes because if he has a Mercedes <laughs> payment, he has to he has to give you a treatment plan that you don't need, which usually includes the knife. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can get the big Mercedes, the limousine. <laughs> That's it, the stretch. <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we have talked about, uh, you know, placebo, and we talked about uh, knee arthroscopy, how those uh, sham procedures that both groups, uh, did, there was no difference at the end of six months. Now, Professor David Beard out of University of Oxford, he put 300 patients to a test for, that were suffering shoulder pain for several months. Some got actual surgery. The second group received a sham procedure where no bone or tissue was removed. And the third, treatment, third group got no treatment at all. 
And to no surprise from the three of us on this program, but after six months, there was basically no difference whatsoever in the pain scores. Now, does that blow your mind? It shouldn't. Yeah, yeah Dr. Ron, about 18 years ago, I had a herniated disc L3, L4, and I went to my good friend at the time. He was the head of uh, orthopedics over at the Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I said, you know, I said, Tom, I said, what's the difference if I do conservative therapy or surgery for the back? He says, five years out, there's no difference. Mm-hmm. And I went the conservative route, and touch wood, everything healed up. You know, I found an interesting uh, technique. It was called the Vax Steam Machine. It was designed up in, in Canada, and you lie on a table and in a prone position, and you're, they have this modified like girdle on you, and it's a computerized system, and it it uh, tractions you like 20 times during, uh, you know, like an hour session. And after the fourth treatment, it literally, the disc gets sucked back in and with anti-inflammatory, natural anti-inflammatories and vitamins, it took me nine months to heal it up. But um, it, it's conservative and the body will take care of it if, if it's treated properly instead of just invasive procedures, which cause scar tissue and, and infections and you God knows what. But but what the surgeons aren't telling the patients is that the disc has no nerve supply, has no blood supply and no nerve supply. So just seeing a herniated disc on an MRI or whatever, any other test, means absolutely nothing but a, that the disc is out of place. The disc isn't, you know, by itself does not have pain fibers. So Yeah, and the bottom line is, you know, in the autopsy, many people have herniated discs and they had no pain in their histories. Yeah. Everybody's got back trouble. Think about it. Well, let me let me finish. Let me finish with shoulder because I, I, I again, it's going to blow your mind what the conclusion of that study was. You know what what they attributed uh, the what 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 they attributed to people getting better with or without surgery. The all whole old treatment called the placebo effect. Hmm. You believe that? So this, so ladies and gentlemen, the reason I'm bringing this up is again we're talking about it, and here's shoulder decompression surgery. It's starting to look a lot less useful when you shine a light on it. All right, so look, uh, we told you about the knee surgery for torn meniscus. It's no better than physical therapy and exercises. In fact, the exercise group actually turned out better. Let me just give you three things that I, that you should ask a surgeon who's, who's going to do a procedure on you and see if Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry agree. What are the risks? What happens if I don't do this? And what are my options? And would you let your would you put your wife through the same procedure? <laughs> well, it depends if you want if you had a car payment coming up. That's true. <laughs> Use everything natural. Or if natural. he liked his wife. <laughs> right. Use everything natural and non-surgical before you go into surgery. In fact, maybe you could figure a way to get Carson Wentz back to the Eagles <laughs> quicker with his ACL. <laughs> you know, to get the Eagles cooking there. Well, they beat the right. Giants, didn't they? <laughs> without well, without they them. them. They just about beat them, fortunately. Well, thank God. <laughs> All right, so look, like next year, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to start off the year uh, – in the first three weeks with Dr. Bennett Amalu, the concussion doctor. And not only uh, do we want to uh, hear what he has to say about concussions and uh, his, his book, The Truth Only Has One Side, but the, the testing that he's doing, the uh, contrast media that he has developed for PET scans to try and diagnose this condition uh, before death, because now they, the only way they diagnose is, is, is on an autopsy table. Uh, so that that he will be our guest, and we'll, we will talk about that. Dr. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. The, or the concussion, the uh, Mercury doctor. She's coming back on. From um, Italy. From Italy. Yeah, I've, I've talked oh, to her. Oh, from Italy, right. Oh, God, yeah. yes, right. She, she will be back on. Uh, Phil Safer has a lot of new information on colloidal silver and some different products that he that he's going to talk about. I've been in contact with... 
probably the world expert on testosterone deficiency because men have been saying to me uh, that we have been neglecting them. We did do a program on testosterone, but uh, there's a Terry Herdog uh, in Brussels. Uh, has has written extensively and has a huge clinic in Brussels. Uh, and we're going to separate out the truth from the fiction on, on testosterone. Following up on, do, on Dr. Amalu, we're going to talk about concussion with Dr. Jerry, who's, who has his own study going on, and Dr. and, and along with uh, Janet Doman, who's been on the program uh, also. And uh, we're just going to try and give you not only our experience, but well, what to do about it. In other words, if we're going to, you know, if, if we give you a problem, we're going to try and give you a natural solution or an option. And I, I think. From what my feedback is from my emails, that's the way the audience wants us to go. Uh, short and sweet, because our attention spans are getting lower, our sperm counts are dropping, our hormone counts are dropping, our IQs are dropping. So I guess we got to keep it simple. Well, Dr. Ron, I got to share this with you. Talk about the testosterone. My girlfriend has two cats. One's a male, eight years old. Of course, you know he was fixed, and. You know, he's getting fat in the midriff there, and plus, you know, he's he has a partnership with a, a three-year-old female cat in the house, and the female cat, you know, basically became the alpha alpha male or transvestite or whatever you want to call it. Um, but anyway, he would not – he was fearful, and he wouldn't get on the bed. And everything. So I, for a year and a half, I keep telling my girlfriend – cat is a eunuch i said they took his manlyhood away from him and the poor cat is staring into space like he's meditating and doesn't know what the hell's going on so finally after a year and a half of dating this lady she accepted my wisdom and i made hormone replacement in a homeopathic form of testosterone for the cat and we just give it to him orally and now the cat is first on the bed and won't let the female on there <laughs> <laughs> He's getting dominant again? Yeah. I'm giving wow. his, his testicles back. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you cease to amaze me. You never cease to amaze me. <laughs> you can't make this up, so I know it's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, oh. So we've got, we got a whole new specialty we're going to start here. It's replacement therapy for male cats. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a lot of cats at your place. Yeah. Well, Dr. Sarah Russell, ladies and gentlemen, that's our Mercury specialist. Dr. Sarah Russell, it escaped me for a minute. Let me, let me just tell you one other, one other guest that we're going to have. I've talked with Dr. Dan Kalish of the Kalish Institute. Dr. Kalish is a chiropractor. I'm going to be upfront with you, but he has come. Uh, he has developed a natural healing, simple way of living it's he impressed the people at the mayo clinic so much that they now have have him teaching residents at the mayo mm -hmm. clinic dr dan kalish he'll join us in february uh what he has to tell you is simple it's not complicated uh you know you start out with a full glass of water in the morning i mean that's that's the way he goes uh but dr dan kalish will be our other guest Okay, Jerry, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I, I wanted to get those two. The yeah, Dr. That, Sarah no, that's Russell fine. About Dr. Dan Kalish. Yeah. Excuse me, uh, Ron, how many weeks is uh, Dr. Malo going to be on? One week or three weeks? I, I, I didn't get what you said there. Uh, we, are, we are going to actually uh, interview him uh, a week prior to when we have him on the show. So he will right, be Dave on Malo. the program Tuesday, the 16th of January. Okay. 16th of January, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because if you... That'll be the day after Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. If anybody's watched any NFL football games lately or any football games, period, <laughs> the injuries are tremendous. They're phenomenal. And, of course, the concussions are unbelievable, too. But all the injuries in general, so Dr. Romalo's right there. He's right on the... He's right on the target. He is. So yeah, that's here. I mean, the, the guys, we've got to bring up a lot of interesting things for our, our, our audience, okay? We have to talk about lumbar spondylosis. We have to talk about acid blockers again. We have to continue to talk about cell phones because I, on, on my vacation I saw kids with cell phones, 10 years of age, just 
just incredible damage that they're doing to their system. Well, you know, they, they brought up an interesting topic, Dr. Rum, because the Prilosec, which you always uh, tout as, you know, a protein or a proton pump inhibitor, yeah. over the long haul increases your risk for stomach cancer. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the headline of an article, acid blockers are as deadly as cigarettes. Now, think about that. And they're addictive. The purple crack, right, Jerry? You got it. I mean, you're, you're you're right on the money. We have to let our listeners again just keep keep uh, talking about that. And then uh, I don't know if uh, who reads the New Yorker. I don't, I don't do it, but I I look at it every so often to see what's new. Uh, in February of uh, 17, an interesting article is titled "Why Facts Don't Change Our Minds." So you know, and it's something like Dr. Jerry says: don't let the facts interfere with your thinking. But psychologically, there's a reason for that, okay, because it's it, – and doc, Dr. Dr. Amalo is actually going to talk about that, okay. Uh, why, why facts don't change the way we think? And uh, we'll, we'll just leave that out there for you to think about because uh, this, this illusion that uh, your thinking is really based on sociological factors and not, not critical thinking. Like we're trying to get all you to do. To critically think about things, okay? Just don't go with, with what is going on for the day, what, what is common. And there's lot, we'll, recommend, we'll recommend some books uh, 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 regarding this. Um, so the enigma of reason, ladies and gentlemen, the enigma of reason, it, it, it is real. All right, well, so uh, what, other, what other topics do you think we should, we should tackle, gentlemen? I think a, a good one would be testosterone, like you mentioned before, especially well, that, that, in the that, case... That, that's done already. Well, in the case of BPH and so forth, you know. Well, we I also had the wanna... ED. <clears throat> we also had ED, which I think is a big, hot topic. I agree ED with that. ED be that's... good. Yeah. Yeah, we have and to do that. Have to look... Yeah. Okay. And and how about post holiday headaches and depression? Uh, you know, we're coming yeah. up on a big, you know, Christmas New Year hiatus here, and uh, people are going to be celebrating and and imbibing and you know fattening themselves up, and then they're going to pay the the piper come uh, mid January. I'm going to go yeah, have a big I, cannoli right after we finish the show. <laughs> and we have to give people a reason, uh, a, a, a template of how to control their weight. Uh, for the long term, uh, I think that's going to be really important. So that's that's a, that's that's one we should do right after the first of the year. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I really do appreciate you listening. Uh, it's been it's been great. I I usually read a poem uh, for this time of the year, and just 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 uh, indulge me for a minute. Towards the night before Christmas, he lived all alone. In a one-bedroom house made of plaster and stone, I had come down the chimney with presents to give and to see just who in this home did live. I looked all about, a strange sight I did see, no tinsel, no presents, not even a tree. No stockings by the mantle, just boots filled with sand. On the wall hung pictures of far distant lands. With medals and badges, awards of all kinds, a sober thought came through my mind. For this house was different. It was dark and dreary. I found the home of a soldier, once I could see clearly. The soldier lay sleeping, silent alone, curled up on the floor in this one-bedroom home. The face was so gentle, the room was in such disorder. Not how I pictured a United States soldier. Was this the hero of whom I had just read, curled up on the poncho in the poncho and the floor for a bed. I realized the families that I saw this night owed their lives to these soldiers who were willing to fight. Soon mm. around the world, the children would play and grown-ups would celebrate a bright Christmas day. They all enjoyed freedom each month of the year because of the soldiers like the one lying here. I couldn't help wonder how many lay alone on cold Christmas eves in a land far from home. The very thought brought a tear to my eye I dropped to my knees and started to cry. The soldier awakened. I heard a rough voice. Santa, don't cry. This life is my choice. I fight for freedom. I don't ask for more. My life is my God, my country, my core. 
The soldier rolled over and drifted to sleep. I couldn't control it. I continued to weep. I kept watch for hours, so silent and still, and we both shivered from the cold night's chill. I didn't want to leave on the cold, dark night, this guardian of honor so willing to fight. Then the soldier rolled over with a voice soft and pure, whispered, Carry on, Santa. It's Christmas Day. All is secure. One look at my watch, and I knew he was right. Merry Christmas, my friend, and to all a good night. This poem, ladies and gentlemen, was written by a United States Marine. Fantastic. We owe the soldiers and the armed forces our freedoms. That's my close for the holiday season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, We are working hard to bring you alternative uh, medical facts to, to try and interpret uh, what you're with the, what you're not getting on on television, with those billions of dollars being spent, uh, trying to give you the real facts behind them. Uh, Dr. Dan and I actually graduated medical school in 1965 together. Dr. Jerry is a little younger than us, uh, but he's out in the field and he's really and he's he just knows what he's doing. He has a great feel and he thinks. And uh, we do appreciate uh, you listening. And I want to turn it over to Dr. Jerry next. Yeah, just for the holiday season, uh, you know, uh, a comic, a great comic uh, said many years ago, if you're drinking and driving, make sure you turn your radio up loud so you do not hear the crash. <laughs> Whoa. That's a good one. jeez. <laughs> uh, that is good. Well, I've had a lot of fun this year, and uh, I, I look forward to next year. And I just think that, you know, um, to change the system, we don't have to tear it down. We just have to keep bringing out the new technology to replace the old. And, uh, you know, it's a silent revolution, basically. You vote with your pocketbook and your body, and that's what it's all about. Right. And think, please, ladies and gentlemen, think about what's going on. Don't. Don't trust anything or anybody, your government especially. Uh, ask questions uh, because it's your life. Dr. Dan? Yes, your turn. I would like to recommend uh, a book and an author that I've been reading called Eat That Frog. Called It's 21 Great Ways to Stop Procrastinating and Get More Done in Less Time by Brian Tracy. But he's written many books. And uh, you can get them. And something he wrote in here, which I found significant, there is one quality that one must possess to win, and that is definitiveness of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to achieve it. By Napoleon Hill, who also said one of my favorite statements in his book, Think and Grow Rich, which I mentioned before, what is it, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. So if you want something, go for it. But you have to work. You really have to work at it. And I'd like to wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas and our Jewish friends a Happy Hanukkah, which I think we are right in the middle of right now or at the end of it. So have a wonderful holiday. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jerry. Thank you for a great year. It was a great ride. Uh, I will restock my duct tape for next year. And uh, that is my head because uh, you do keep us on our toes. And uh, we uh, will, ladies and gentlemen, bring you some interesting topics next year, some interesting guests. Uh, we, I would really like to get Dr. Starr back on, and I forgot to tell Dr. Jerry about him. He's a, he's a guru in thyroid, and he's a friend of Dr. Jerry's. Uh, we, we need to talk about things that happen every day. We need to talk about inflammation and 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 we have to be the the Broda Barnes of the 21st century here, uh, because the thyroid is connected to everything. So, uh, you know, I could go on and on, ladies and gentlemen. But we're going to cut it cut it short and say God bless. Have a great holiday season. Have a happy, healthy uh, new year. Uh, we'll see you after the year. From here, the next two weeks we'll have some best ofs. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll post them on Facebook. And by the way, we do have a Facebook page. It's Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. We have an email that's docdocronradio at gmail.com. Take a look. We're there. And uh, we'll be glad to get back to you.
Oh, Dr. so Jerry, happy new Dr. year. Dan. I didn't know we weren't we we weren't on for next week, correct, Dr. Ron? That's the day of Christmas. Yeah, we'll okay, do, then we'll happy do, new year to up. everyone also. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. Enjoy. I appreciate, appreciate everything. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this year. Have a great holiday weekend. Ciao. 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 Arrivederci. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week.